Good evening and welcome to the Fantasy Football Surgery Podcast, Euros edition. You may remember us from such podcasts such as the BPL-FPL series that we did during the season of 2015-16. And now we will be presenting to you the Euros edition. Euros 2016, hosted by France, will be sharing some pearls of wisdom with you. I'm your host this evening, Woodsy, due to Bullard being away waiting by the phone for that inevitable call from Arsene. We're also missing the beard, who you may remember from last season. He's been developing that all-over body ginger tan and is now suffering for it. But we do have two of our existing panel members. We have Parker. Hi, everyone. Good to hear you again. The champ from last season, winning the FPL uh, mini-league there, Lloyd. Congratulations on that. And we also have our editor-in-chief, the Iceman. Hi, Woody. Good to be back. And as voted, by the way, by the public, the uh, most important uh, <laughs> panel member. Yes, the most influential panel member. So all we need is the Iceman. We don't need anybody else. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. if you're still playing fantasy football after last season's FPL, then you're going to be focusing on the Euros now. And we're hopefully going to give you a little bit of insight to help you with your fantasy football teams. Now, we've all created teams using the UEFA.com official fantasy football, but this could be transferred and relevant to your Sun Leagues, your Mirror Leagues, etc., etc., etc. So, kicking us off then, we'll come to Lloydie, who's going to explain us the rules of the UEFA.com fantasy football. Yeah, so the uh, website is eurofantasy.uefa.com. The majority of the rules are the same as the normal fantasy football um, competition same £100 million you get to spend same kind of players same you only get three players from each team the main things that are going to change though is the use of your bench now you can either do what you normally do in the, the fantasy football league and that is just leave it automatically change or there's the option of this one with, that you can change it within the game week. Now, it gets a bit confusing because they, for some reason, call each game week a match day, even though it lasts five days. So you just have to be careful when you have a look at kind of the terminology of it. But basically, there's five days, which is a game week, and all the teams play in that. You have to decide your team, decide your bench, and then if you want to, you can, after, say, France have played in the first game, if Giroud hasn't played or he's only played for 20 minutes and got injured... You can automatically do it yourself, manually, so I do it yourself, and you can bring one of your bench players off your bench for Giroud. The other thing you can do as well is change your captain uh, mid-game week. So again, say you captain Giroud and he got injured after 10 minutes, you can then change it to someone who's playing the next day or the last day or whatever you want from that point of view. That's Be a really interesting it. feature, that is, isn't it? The captain. It's good, and it makes it a big, big gamble because you could say, for example, Captain Giroud, he could come off the bench and score. So he might get you kind of four points, but you kind of think, oh, could another player get me more than that? So it'll be interesting if like a captain just gets an assist or something that if you think you can gamble and actually get someone better. The warning is that you can't go back on that gamble. Once you've changed your captain, that captain then's lost and that captain's choice, choice is lost. So it'll make some for some interesting decisions. And it also means that you need to be switched on for the whole game week now. You can't really afford to forget about it. So... Um, yeah, some interesting changes there. Yeah, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a lot more thinking than yeah. FPL. It's not just yeah, you make your captain choice and that's it, and you've got a vice captain. You've got to have think every single game, and then we can spend a lot more time on it. Yeah, that is the danger. Even more time. Other couple of things to mention: transfer same as normal. You get one per week, uh, 
per game week or match day as they call it. You can transfer one forward, so you get two. Uh, minus four if you make any more above that. After the round of 16, you get unlimited transfers for that next, ready for the next kind of matches. In the quarterfinals, you get four free transfers, semi-final six, and then the final, you get six free transfers as well. You also get one wild card that can be used at any time, but can only be used once throughout the tournament. Um, apart from that, it's about it. There's a couple of different point systems. An assist is, again, is free. Goal by forward is four. Midfield is five. Defender six. Conceding a penalty is minus one. I'm not sure if that's usually the case. And also now, instead of if you earn a penalty, that counts as an assist. That only counts as earn a penalty. So that's only two points rather than three. So a slight differential there. Mm. Apart from that, I think pretty much everything's the same. Every free saves by a goalkeeper is an extra bonus points. That feature is still there from the fantasy football. So pretty much uh, a similar before from a point system. There's no there's no bonus points though for like, no midfielders or strikers or uh, defenders. So that eliminates midfielders quite a lot because that's where you used to get a lot of your points in FPL and yeah, not not having that option. That has made me pick lesser priced midfielders just because getting a goal from a midfielder is quite rare. It's more on the strikers. Oh, I don't know, mate. If you've got KDB in your squad, I'd say there's goals there. Yeah, well, same, same as Marshall, I suppose. Is there a clean sheet point for midfielders? Or is that what you're just saying, there isn't one? Um, uh, clean sheet point? Uh, no, I don't think there is. Um, so that's, that's another impact. There, there, is, there is, there is. Midfielder not conceding whilst on pitch must be at least six minutes. One, yes, there is. Okay. Uh, defender's still four, goalkeeper's still four. Um, the other thing is that it won't matter to begin with, but extra time does count but penalty shoot counts do not count. So extra time does count. So just one, just to keep an eye on there um, in the last stage of the tournament. Yeah. So a lot of similarities then to what we've been playing last season, but also some differences. I take it there's no chips either, is there? No chips either, no. No. So it's uh, similarities, a little bit more in-depth than your Sun Leagues and your Daily Mirror, which I know a lot of people play during the uh, international competitions. So, yeah, looks pretty decent. Um, Last well, quickly, sorry, there's no vice-captain either, so you need to make sure that your captain's going to pretty much guaranteed to play. Yeah, I suppose you wouldn't need it if you can alter it after each yeah, six, I, sure, I suppose. Yeah. That's yeah. true. Okay, excellent. So let's delve in. And then, boys, uh, try and highlight some players for fantasy football managers during this uh, Euros competition. So I think what we're going to do is we're going to select a player from each position, each, mm-hmm. and discuss fours and against and go from there. So I think we'll start with striking options. So Iceman, who's your man up front? Uh, yeah, my man up front is Thomas Muller. I think he's he's a given Muller. He's, only, he's still only 26, believe it or not. He, right. yeah. God, he looks so old. <laughs> he does, doesn't he? Yeah. I mean, Tough he's already, paper round for that man. He's already paid, he played like 70 times for Germany, and he's won the World Cup, won the Golden Boot 2010. He's pretty much won everything you can win at the moment, and yeah, he's had quite a career at the moment. Still only 26. Unbelievable. But um, yeah, he, he's one of the players who he always seems to be in the right place at the right time. He was top goal scorer in qualifying with nine. He currently sits in 34% of teams at the moment. So obviously a lot of people are going for him and you can see why because he's, he's netted 20 times for Bayern Munich this season. Uh, priced at 10.5 so if you're looking for your top striker because Ronaldo's 12 and Ibrahimovic is 11 I think Lewandowski's 11.5 and he's actually below that which is quite remarkable because he always seems to get in the goals and scored high at the last Euros as well 
and he is expected to lead, lead the line in the 4-2-3-1 formation, although he could be shifted out to the right should Lowe utilise the false nine system, because sometimes he does and he puts Gotzi in the middle. But looking at his stats um, in the qualifiers, he's made nine starts, uh, making, as I said, uh, nine goals, and he's got one assist, and he's had 40 attempts on goal, with uh, 14 of them being on target. So... Yeah, he's a massive captain option, and he's actually joint favourite Golden Boot uh, at uh, eight to one with Ronaldo. Uh, he also looks likely to retain the spot kick duties, and he's also taken a few free kicks too. So yeah, I think he is a goer for me in attack. Yep, sounds yeah. like a good option, mate. Good shout, mate. So. He always seems to score as well. Yeah. He's not an out-and-out striker, but he always gets a goal. He's always in the right place at the right time. So. He's also quite funny. Yeah. He's got a, a lot of useful players around him, hasn't he? Yeah. I'm sure uh, Mesut will get involved in assisting. So, Parker, who's your striking option, mate? I've gone for uh, Griezmann. So, a couple of reasons. One is their fixtures. I quite like the look of them. They've got Romania, Albania and Switzerland. So, I think it's a reasonably easy group. Two, they're at home. So, teams at home always seem to do quite well in big tournaments. And three is, is he does score a lot of goals. Uh, this season, he, including internationals, he's played 58 games and scored 33 goals. And he's also made six assists. So nearly 40 kind of contributions in 58 games. Is a pre- and so it's a pretty good kind of return. And with a good attack and French lineup, I think they've got a good chance of... Yay! Of <laughs> <laughs> Who was that? that was Hi, D. Hi, D. Hi, D. Um, yeah, with that ratio and with the attacking players that France have got, I think they've got a really, he's got a really good chance of uh, bagging quite a few goals. So he's the man for me, Griezmann. That's a good shout. He was pretty non-existent in the uh, Champions League final, though, I thought. He missed a penalty. Yeah, well. I mean, he missed a penalty, but it's a one-off, isn't it? Like, he's got... You hope. Yeah, I think if you look at him compared to Giroud... It's, there's no, no comparison to be made, to be honest. But he does play out on the right. I think Giroud plays in the centre. And he is... Giroud's yes. 1.5 cheaper. So, And he has been banging the goals in uh, in qualifying, Giroud. He has. He was going to be my choice, actually, Olivier Giroud. Yeah. He scored twice in the, the Scotland game, didn't he? Yeah. And he was informed towards the, the end of his domestic season as well. So I, I personally would have Giroud in that spot above Griezmann yeah I, I think I agree because uh, well Giroud's actually in my team and he is cheaper and he has been scoring well on the friendlies I'm not sure if he is on spot kicks I think Griezmann might be ahead of him on that though so yeah I think that, he is that might, that might swing you the Griezmann way but finding any cash with, with this is, is quite difficult because I think they're all very well priced all the players so it is difficult to find your perfect team yeah, it's really hard, isn't it, with this one, with the budget. Um, there's no obviously obvious sort of gems of cheap midfielders. Players that you think should be cheaper still range around sort of 8 million. Yeah. Um, I, I did a bit of research into a Russian uh, striker, and I'm not even going to try and... Well, I will have to try and pronounce his name. Uh, Artem Dizuba. <laughs> good, yeah, good effort. Uh, saw that he'd scored well in his domestic season, 21 goals in, in his season for Zenit St. Petersburg. Scored in uh, Russia's most recent friendly against Serbia. I was thinking, oh, he might be a pretty decent choice. Obviously, Wales conceding, was it three goals in the end they'd lost lost by? Um, yeah. yeah. And so. in England, I have no faith in whatsoever. 
Um, <laughs> so I was thinking he might be a pretty decent option, hopefully ranging sort of a Rashford level at 5.5, maybe 6 million. He's 8 million. So too much of a punt for me. For that extra 0.5, I'd rather have Olivier in there. So it is very difficult, I think, this one, to try and construct yeah. a team with a lot of decent players in. Well, I mean, I, I looked at my, my strikers based on thinking, I'm going to get <clears throat> go for my strikers full out. Like, I'm going to grab the best strikers I can. And I looked at France. like They've got the easiest group by far, facing Romania, Albania and Switzerland. Obviously, Switzerland's the best out of those, those teams. Mm. But I thought, I definitely need a French striker here. And knowing that Griezmann starts out on the wing with Giroud in the centre, Giroud is my pick because... He's scoring, he's in form, he's 1.5 cheaper, and yeah, he's been scoring well in the friendly, so Giroud is a definite for me over Griezmann. Yep, good shout. Uh, So, okay, that's strikers, or some options for striking players. Let's move on to midfielders then. Parker, who are you going to go for in the middle of your park? So the middle of the park, I've gone for Sigurdsson. Not top top of the range, kind of like mid to mid high range, eight million years. It's another one of those you were saying Street you'd hope it would be kind of like seven million or something, but he's definitely gonna start, definitely gonna play ninety minutes, I think, which is gonna be key, I think, in this tournament. Again, I think their fixtures are reasonably favourable. They've got Portugal, okay, difficult game, and then they've got Hungary and Austria, which are winnable games for them, I think. They're seen as underdogs, they've got nothing to lose, and Sigurdsson will probably be on free kicks and pens. So yeah, for me, if he's gonna do anything, he's gonna be involved so I think for me he's quite a good option to have yeah I think that's a good point definitely good shout from you there Parker and Iceman who's your midfielder choice well as as I mentioned I'm trying to keep my midfield down because I've gone for quite expensive strikers looking again at France because again their their group is just it's too well it's the easiest I'm looking at Marshall because he's actually classed as a midfielder Mm -hmm. plays up front he seems to have cemented the role on the left but it may be taken by Payet, so I'm a bit worried about that. But yeah, as I say, he's listed as a midfielder, so he gets that extra point if he scores a goal than if he was listed as a striker. And we've all seen him this season. We know how good he is. He'll set you back £9 million in this game. So looking at his stats, he's actually got only four assists in all the friendlies, but... Looking at the season he's played for United, he scored 11 goals and four assists. He's one of these players who you do think is just going to light up the Euros. He's got a lot of hope with the teams that he's playing. He's definitely got the potential there, isn't he? I think anyone within that French squad is a good shout. But like you say, their rotation with any squad, especially with Martial, I mean, he wouldn't necessarily start and play every ninety, all the 90 minutes for United, would he? No. Um, so with Payette potentially or, or Coman as well. Well, this this is where we get the benefit of because the deadline is actually up until nine o'clock on Friday. We can see what the starting lineups are before we uh, put anyone in. So I'm oh, gonna, lovely! <laughs> I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna switch between uh, Marshall and whoever actually plays in his position. If because I reckon you've got to make your first punt on the first game because that's the only time you're actually going to truly know that your punt is going to pay off. And with Marshall, if he starts, I do think he he can score quite a few. Yeah, good shout, mate, good shout. Um, I'm going to finish this section off with uh, James Milner. No, I'm not really. Uh, That's awful. Um, 
Again, I was looking at players to try and throw in. I mean, the obvious ones, you're going to have your KDBs, uh, potentially your Ozils. Um, and I found when constructing my squad of 15 that I just, I don't know whether it was subconsciously, but I was just selecting a lot of BPL players. I don't know if you guys found the same. Yeah. But trying to broaden my horizons, I looked at Alaba, the Austrian. Nice. He's got, I know he's going to face Portugal, uh, but the other two groups... Uh, the other two teams in his group are Iceland and the other one escapes me. Hungary. Hungary. I knew it was somebody equally as poor. Yeah. Uh, he's crossed the midfield. I think he plays for right back for Bayern. Uh, but in this game, in the UEFA uh, fantasy football, he's actually classed as a midfielder. Uh, and he's actually their highest scoring player from the qualifiers. So I think he's he on penalties, doesn't he? He does make, yeah, he's on free kicks and penalties as well. So yeah. I... I've tried to squeeze him into my squad as well. I'm potentially not going to see him pass the group stages, but for the group stages against Iceland and Hungary, I fancy him to pick up some points. Yeah, yeah. The the only thing, because I had Alba in my team as well, but because he's cheaper and he plays further forward, I've gone for Janusovic, I think is how you say it. He actually plays in the attacking, uh, the C-A-M role. Otherwise, I, I would have gone Alva. Because, yeah, because he is on pens, he is on free kicks, so you get a lot more hope through players who are on set pieces. Who does who does that oddly named character you just said play for, mate? Is he Austrian as well, or...? Uh, he he plays for Austria as well. He's uh, oh, he is Austrian. So okay. yeah, that, that's why I was I was switching between Alva and uh, Janusovic because I've only gone for Janusovic because he plays further forward. And now I think I know him. Does he play in the German league domestically? Yes, he does. Ah, oh, he is great for FIFA Ultimate Team, mate. Oh, really? Very. <laughs> Very pacey and uh, got a lovely dribble on him as well. Those stats are very impressive. Brilliant. Okay, so there are midfield and striking options. So now we'll move on to defensive options. I'll start on this one, lads, if you don't mind. Again, price comes into it. I'm trying to put my money further up the pitch and trying to save and bank some money from my defensive choices. So I was trying to look at cheaper options that perhaps free up some funds. So... I've highlighted a 4.5 million defender, or two actually, in fact, that I will, I will mention. Jose Fonte of Parker's Southampton, nice. uh, who plays for Portugal, who I thought was cheap, although potentially not going to play. Um, I know Iceman and I had this conversation earlier on in the week about him, but I'm fairly confident that he could nestle in nicely with Pepe after the uh, domestic season that he's had. Yeah, he's had a decent season, hasn't he? So, yeah, mm-hmm. you, you, can see, you can see it happening with, with Pepe. Because Bruno Alves is his competitor, but he's ancient. No, already a competitor. Yes, Carvalho. Well, Bruno Alves plays centre, doesn't he? Does he? I don't know. Carvalho plays a centre as well, so... He's maybe got two competitions. Oh, maybe. Well, they're both old anyway, so in steps Jose, hopefully. Yeah. Uh, and the other one was Stones for England. A uh, bit of a mm. punt, but I know recently we were discussing Cahill and the fact that he's injury-prone at the moment. I'm going to put Stones in my team with the idea that hopefully he's going to start alongside um, Smalling. Well, Smalling today did step off the bus with an ice pack on his knee and limp. Yeah, yeah he did. Lovely. Yeah. Fantastic. <laughs> well, it's not fantastic for England. But... Well, no, but it's. I don't care about that. It's fantasy football, isn't it? <laughs> it's just like just like the BPL, FPL. You know, West Ham lose. It doesn't matter because I've got. I was going to say Ozil then, but he plays for Arsenal. 
uh, KDB in my team and KDB <laughs> scored a hat-trick, so it's all fine. Yeah, okay. And what about you, Iceman? Defensive options? Uh, yeah, I've, I've gone for surprisingly a German defender because they haven't been doing too great recently for clean sheets, etc. But he's one of their main attacking threats, uh, is Jonas Hector. And yes. he's, he's priced at 5.5, but looking at his stats, he's produced four assists in the Bundesliga this season and two assists in qualifier from seven appearances. Uh, but there is a warning with this one. He, I think he was partly called up because of the lack of options at left back. And Germany have only kept cl- two clean sheets through the qualifiers and none in friendly. So it's a bit of a punt, but I am hoping they will come strong for, for the tournament. He had yeah. a great domestic season. Yeah, yeah, he, he, yeah, yeah. he did all right for FC Cologne. Yeah. But yeah, he's. I do think Germany are going to up their game for the tournament and probably you know, c- cement it more at the back. Yep. Yeah, nice shout, mate. Good shout. And with Neuer between the sticks, you're, you're likely to uh, keep clean sheets, are you? Yeah. And Parker, who are you looking at defensively then, mate? I've gone for a similar um, outlook to you, Woodsy, but I've gone for the slightly more expensive Pepe, who should definitely pay. Yeah. Uh, I liked his fixtures, Israel, Austria, Hungary. So again, got a good chance of keeping clean sheets there. Uh, sorry, no, Israel, Iceland, um, Austria, Hungary. Defensive one's difficult because I don't see any of the defenders really as high high scoring from a attacking point of view, really. No. Uh, but- Shelney scored against Scotland. Yeah, that's Scotland, mate. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I think attacking-wise, they're not going to produce much. So you've got to be looking at clean sheets. And so for me, you've got to be looking at the fixtures. So I quite like the look of Pepe with, with with those fixtures. Yeah. Yeah, like, like you say, I do think the main thing with defenders is that you want them to get a clean sheet because they score four points. Um, I know you don't get any bonus, but four points and two points for playing, uh, for playing over 60 minutes, is more or less like a striker scoring a goal. So you look at the, the, the value of how much they cost. I was listening to um, F. FML, FPL, and they, they were actually pinpointing about uh, the value on the defenders, and I think they're, they're they're bang on it because if you if you look at someone like Smallin who gets a goal and a clean sheet, that's loads of points wrapped up, and he's only five point five, whereas players like Ronaldo they're they're twelve million, so there's a mm. lot of difference. So yeah, there's a lot more value in defenders than there are in midfielders and attackers. So. It might be a good good way to to stock your defenders, which on good teams, which you know are actually going to get a clean sheet. Yeah, and I think yeah. it will depend what the tournament's like. Because previously, I remember a couple of years ago, there was a tournament and there's hardly any goals in it. So again, if it's one of those tournaments where everyone's quite cagey, um, no one wants to lose, then yeah. again, there's a cash in there. So I think you have to gauge it quite quickly and if it looks like a tournament where there's not a lot of goals then as you said you haven't gone for that maybe you can use your wild card quite early doors to use the cash more smartly from the from a defender's point of view rather than an attacker's point of view yeah 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 I, so think, you know, I think defensively i'd be it's either got to be cheap for me or attacking so your wing backs um mm. rather than the center backs so, like, Dyer, I've thrown in Dyer, 5 million, but he's been playing in midfield, hasn't he? So, yeah, yeah I was looking at um, Juan Fran as well for Spain. Is that how you pronounce his name? Yeah. Juan Fran. Yeah. So, but I don't know about Spain. 
they're sort of hit and miss. I mean, they just recently got beaten one nil by Georgia. That, yeah, that one nil loss was today, so not a great game for the Spanish there, was it? And they had they had a reasonable full strength team out there, David Silva, etc., etc. So, yeah, bit of a surprise that one. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah, they have got a tough group as well: Croatia, Czech Republic, and Turkey. Yeah, yeah. They're all pretty decent teams. Oh, that's made the decision for me. Fabregas and Juan Fran are out. <laughs> <laughs> They were in my squads, but they're gone. They are gone. Okay, brilliant. Well, there's some options then, folks, for your strikers, midfielders, and defenders. And now I would lead this on to something else, but I don't know what it is. Goalkeepers. Goalkeepers. Goalkeepers, of course it is, yeah. (laughs) I forget goalkeepers. So now we'll try and provide you with some goalkeeping options. Now, I would imagine we're all going to be selecting the obvious, aren't we? So, Parker, why don't you kick us off? Hugo Lloris for me. Bingo. He is expensive, but again, as we mentioned earlier, fixtures look very favourable to France. I guess the question is, do you double up and go him and a a French defender? But I think for me, definitely him. Romania, Albania, Switzerland, they're at home, etc, etc. So for me, no-brainer, Lloris. Yeah, see, if I was going to double up, I'd stick Koscielny in next to him. Purely only because I know he's an attacking friend, although I just said that I'd avoid centre-backs and go for <laughs> the wing-backs. If, if you're going to pick any centre-back that's going to be likely to score goals, I'd say it would be Koscielny. I don't know what your boys' thoughts on that are. No, yeah, definitely. And what about you, Iceman? Well, Who's between the sticks? Because you can sub out your players, I'm going for two five million goalkeepers. My two keepers that I'm playing are... Uh, Rui Patricio for Portugal, so I can sub him in like last game, and uh, Soma for Switzerland because Soma they've got um, Albania and then Romania the first two games. Like you say, Luis is a good shout for a keeper as well, but Soma's that little bit cheaper. Yeah, like I say, I've got. Rui Patricio as well, who I can sub in 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 case Summer doesn't get a clean sheet. So I think it's best opting for two decent keepers, which can make save points as well. Yeah, you could either be wasting money by having two frontline keepers, or you could be yeah using the safe option and protecting yourself that if your first keeper doesn't keep a clean sheet, your second keeper might. I guess the only thing you've got to be careful of is if they both play on the same day. Well, yeah, that's that's why I've chosen the two which I have because Summer it, plays day day one or uh, you know game day one, and then uh, Rui Patricio plays on the last day. So I always I'll know if he's scored well or not. Yeah, fair play. I like that Summer choice. He's a very decent keeper. Yeah, it's just he is playing France, so I, I, I suppose yeah, I'll, I'll start him for the France game, and then if he doesn't score well, then I'll bring in uh, Patricio. Good shout, Senor. Um, mine was another obvious one. I've got Larice between the sticks, uh, and my other goalkeeping option was just some cheap four million Portuguese who will probably sit on the bench and not get any game time at all. I really have no interest in investing money for goalkeepers. Do you not think it is because you've got this kind of waste in the substitution option if you just have the one keeper? Because that you've got more chance of you know two keepers getting a clean sheet than just the one. And you you'll never know in international if, if a team are gonna get a clean sheet. But I can see I can see your option for Luis because they've got such an easy group yeah. that He's probably almost guaranteed three clean sheets. It's, I just feel like it's better to have the two options. Yeah, see, I, personally, I mean, between us, both our goalkeepers amount to 10 million, don't they? 
I've got a six million and a four million. Yeah. Whereas I think if where you've spread your costs, you've gone for a bit more of a gamble. I mean, the the chances of both of them conceding are more likely, I think, than than Larice. I'd rather invest that extra million in somebody that I think is you know near on definitely going to keep a clean sheet and just have somebody waste away on my bench and not worry about rotating them. Yeah, it's both um, good arguments, so isn't it? So yeah, yeah. I think I, for what you I do, do like I do like what you've done there. It's very tactical and uh, and Sommer as well. I particularly uh, like that choice. But yeah, it's very hit and miss. And I mean, you know, keepers are always risky, aren't they? In any FPL, you know, any fixture, dodgy deflection. Uh, a mishap at the back and they can you know bye bye to four clean four points clean sheet points okay brilliant so that rounds up our our options then so are we going to go through our squads just to give the listeners an idea of a template as to how we've set up yeah can do okay so i'll kick us off then and then i'll listen to you boys and copy your ideas so as I've already said, I've got Larice between the sticks for the obvious reason, reasons of his fixtures and his uh, unquestionable ability. Um, as I did say, I had Juan Fran, who is now going to be substituted out for somebody else. I'm starting with a, a free 5-2 formation. So it was going to be Larice, Fran, Fran, Dyer and Boateng. Again, I, I know I said about uh, Koscielny being the only centre-back to pick up points, but I, I do like the German efficiency, even though, you, like you said, Jim, they've looked poor defensively in the uh, in the build-up to the, the competition, but I think they're up their game once it all kicks off. Um, my midfield I'm actually particularly happy with. Um, I've got Ozil, Hazard, De Bruyne, and at the moment Fabregas, but he'll come out. I think he's 7 million, so I can pick up a relatively decent price midfielder for him. Yeah, there's, and, there's a few 7 million midfielders. Yeah, and I, I, to be honest, I, I've got Coman in there as well, Kingsley Coman, a uh, French um, midfielder for 6.5. And I know we were debating about his rotation, whether he's going to get any game time. So I might cut that down to a 5 million and then up my Fabregas choice to an 8.5. Yeah. Do you think it's risky having having Hazard and KDB? Not at all, mate, because once you hear who I've got up front, you are definitely going to get the sense that I'm uh, very much pro-Belgium. Because <laughs> uh, I've got <laughs> Lukaku up front. Lukaku, yeah. Lukaku up front with Giroud. Who's on your, on your bench then? Uh, my bench consists of the Portuguese goalkeeper that nobody's ever heard of that will never play for four million, and then I've got Fonte, Stones, and Rashford. Oh, right. yeah. Wow! I was going to say, how the hell have you got that team? But I can see from your bench, it's big risk though. None of- <laughs> it is. Do you know what though? I I quite like Rashford. He's only five point five million, and I think he'll get game time. I, he nah. might not necessarily start. What were you discouraged ahead of Vardy? Yeah. I don't think he will. I either. think he'll get. Oh, I think he, he will. If we've already uh, qualified top, then he might. Oh, I don't know. I think you boys. I find your lack of faith disturbing. <laughs> you had lack of faith of England at the start of the pod. <laughs> oh yeah, no. I think we'll do awfully, but I do think that Rashford will, will get some game time. <laughs> no, him and Stones won't get any. Well, that's my squad, Parker. You do better. I can't, mate. I'm really unhappy with my squad. So I'll say it as it is now, but it is. Subject to a lot of change. So I've got Luis in goal. I've got Walker, Pepe and Lichtensteiner. Who the hell is that? It's <laughs> <laughs> a bloody good question. <laughs> <laughs> He's Swiss. 5.5 oh, okay. million. So it's quite, uh, and I like their figures because they've got quite an easy group. So they've got Albania first up. So I think they could keep a cleanie. Uh, then in midfield, I've got Cruz, 
Sigurdsson, Dembele, and Blazikowski, Polish, seven and a half million. Um, then up front, I've got Muller, Ibrahimovic, and Shane Long. Strong. Yeah, Ooh, strong. See, strong. I love that Shane Long inclusion. <laughs> yeah, I, just I, think I actually do. If Ireland are going to do anything, he'll be involved. Yeah. Um, and he's a, one of those pesky characters that will just kind of crop up and score. And he has, he's, he's been in good form for Saints this season. So, uh, yeah, and for well, so. He's had a good season, to be fair, hasn't he? They have got a tough yeah. group there, haven't they? They've got a tough degree. That's my only thing that I'm kind of tempted by maybe changing, but I don't know. Uh, my bench then, I've got Akin Feeve in goal. So, again, he's there in case Lloris just concede. I thought you were going to say Femway then. No, I <laughs> Femway. Um, and then I've got Eric Dyer, uh, Chiellini, who will come into his own after the Belgium game, and then Fry for Switzerland in midfield. Hmm. Lacking big names, I feel, Parker. Well, he's got yeah. Ivahimovic and Miller. Yeah, but Ibra's too busy working on his clothing line, isn't he? <laughs> I don't know whether to pick Ibrahimovic. I don't know. It's, it's difficult because he's got a hard group, but he is playing Republic of Ireland first, so you may get loads of points out of that. Yeah. I was, uh, it's frustrating because someone like Lewandowski would be straight on my team, but he's got such a difficult group. Yeah. yeah. It's like, that's the frustrating thing. I mean, there's a couple of teams where you'd pick two or three of their players... Ukraine's another one where I want to pick a couple of their players, but again, their group's really difficult. So, and I know we haven't heard your squad yet, Iceman, but so you might, this might lead on quite nicely. But has nobody considered Ronaldo? Yes, yes, no. I, I have indeed, because they like I said before, Portugal have got um, probably the second easiest group behind France because who have they got? They've got Hungary, Iceland in there. I know they've got Austria, but I do think Portugal will probably beat them. And it's Ronaldo, isn't it? He's been the Ballon d'Or three times he's one of the world's best players he's got so much hope behind him and also it gives you that captain option which you can change between between um because when I, when I first started looking at my team like i said i looked at all the the main strikers all the best strikers like griezmann muller ronaldo kane Giroud, Lewandowski, bell morata ibrahimovic manzukic and even lukaku and then I looked at all those teams and then who have they got in their group and who had the easiest group. So firstly, uh, I went France. They had the easiest one. So I've got to have a France attacker. And I was chopping and changing between Griezmann and Giroud. And as I said earlier, I went for Giroud. And then secondly, uh, Portugal had the second easiest group. So then I thought, well, it's got to be Ronaldo, isn't it? And then you've got probably one of the best strikers in the game as well, Muller, who I've picked as well. He hasn't got the easiest group in the world. But you can see him beating Ukraine, Northern Ireland and Poland. So it's Germany. So you can see a lot of goals from him. I went for my top three first. That's what I started with. And then I filled the rest of my team around it. So I've actually started on a formation of 5-3-2. Because all of my defenders play before all of my strikers and midfielders. So that I can choose what defender to sub in or out. So I've started, like I said, with Sommer in goal. And then I've got Dyer for England because he's cheap. Hector. And I've got Rami for France, which, depending on who starts, we do find out before the first game. So it'll be him or Mangala. 
And then I've got Denier for Belgium. He's a cheap 4.5 who has been starting. I do hope he, he does still start. Then in midfield, I've got Fabregas, Marcel, Perzatic for Croatia. Um, he's been getting a few goals in qualifying. Uh, he's 7.5. And then, yeah, as I said up front, I've got Müller, Giroud and Ronaldo. But actually, Ronaldo's on my bench at the moment. And I also have on my bench Rafa Silva for Portugal because he's been starting a few games and he is cheap and I do think the rest of my players should start so I'm hoping that I'm going to get a few play, uh, points out of them and if needed I can just bring on Rafa Silva you never know he might get a goal and then lastly on the bench I've got Janusevic um, for Austria but as I say they're all on my bench because I'm going to swap them in for when I know that who's played well and who's actually scored points and also I've got uh, Rui Patricio in goal on the bench lovely <laughs> Very strong squads uh, there, chaps. Well done. Yeah, decent to be fair. Okay, so shaping up to have some decent squads there, boys. Um, just before we move on to Twitter and the interaction with our listeners, does anybody have any gems they want to throw in that may become ideal for our listener squads? Well, there's there's a few there's a few defenders which are quite attacking, like Rodriguez for. Switzerland, I think he's on penalties. I'm not 100% on that. Uh, Sana for Croatia. He scored and assisted a few against... I can't remember who they played, but they won like 10-0 recently. And I'm not doing it because I'm not 100%. And Gicciarini for Italy. He plays in the middle of the park, but like um, Dyer. Uh, and he's he's a five-minute defender. Other than that, I can't see any true gems. It's just you, you've got to take a punt on someone. I quite like Eric Dyer. Again, he's labelled as a defender, but as you said earlier, he's a midfielder. So for me, and he, he is a threat at corners. He does like the chop from 20, 30 yards out. So for me, I don't think England's going to keep that many clean sheets. But if they do, he'll be able to pick up those points. But he's also got more attacking threat going forward than a lot of defenders. So for me, he's quite cheap at five million as well. So good option. Do you think he's, do you think he's guaranteed to start if he's going to be yeah. put into the midfield? Yeah. I think he is guaranteed, yeah. Yeah, because I've seen some options of their their lineups that don't include him to obviously accommodate Rooney dropping back into midfield. But who's nah, going to play? Is it Wilshire that's going to play in defensive? Yeah, Wilshire, Wilshire and Milner in the centre. I think he's one of the first names in the sheet now. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Fair play. Relatively cheap at five million. Yeah. So I just realised I didn't actually mention one of my players in my team. I've got Versal Jaco for Croatia. He's uh, four point five million as well. He's a defender which likes to get forward. Yeah, nice, nice and cheap as well. So yeah, an enabler. And what 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 are his fixtures looking like, mate? Uh, for Croatia, they have Turkey, Czech Republic. Yeah, Turkey, Czech Republic. And Spain. Uh, and Spain, yeah, which is yeah, they are difficult, but um, he's one which is does on the bench. And I could sub in. Does he always start? He's uh, well, it's not hundred percent, but he has been starting the friendly games recently. Mm. So it's a bit of a risk. No, I like it, mate. Would he? Very good. Hang on, sorry. Do you know what this? The site is really shit. Really slow, yeah. It's so temperamental, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. I'm going to keep that in, by the way. So you should. UEFA, you need to do invest more money into your bloody FPL site. <laughs> does not live up to the usual standards of our FPL quality. Hmm. More in that and less in your back pocket. Exactly. Oh, controversial from back. 
Okay, so some great options there, chaps. Um, I'm sure our listeners will benefit from that. I'll throw in one more. Heister. I don't know if you ever heard of him. Plays for Albania. Valued at 4.5. No, I'm, I, again, I'm joking. That's awful. Um, so we'll move over to Twitter now. We've had some communication from our listeners. Iceman, if you want to fire away with that. Yeah, we've got a few. We've got Jason Brookins. He, he does message us quite a lot. He's asking, best strategy for moving around the captain pick during a, and he quotes, match day, which is obviously you know, the game week. I'll, I'll answer this one straight away, give my view. I just think you should prepare your team with knowing you're going to have a captain for at least like four changes so that you've got those four options so it gives you more chances of scoring high. So I, I'm, I'm going to captain Giroud first on the first day. And then second day, I haven't got anyone from England or Russia or Slovakia. You can go for Hamsik or Kane if you were to catch anyone there. But third day would be Germany, so I'll go Müller. Fourth day would be Spain, so I might put on Fabregas. And then a, a Belgium or Italy player, which I haven't got, so I won't, won't go there. And then the fifth day, I'll, I'd whack it on Ronaldo because I've got Ronaldo last day. But that's if my players don't score. So I'm going to have that hard decision of if say Giroud gets one goal and I've captained him and he's already scored me those points do I change it to Ronaldo to risk it it's going to be it's going to be a tough decision to make each week what do you guys um what's your strategies what he said <laughs> I think, mate, I agree with you yeah you're right I'm just spot on to be fair like it makes sense to lay out three or four options and have a plan a I think you what I would do as well is set yourself a what you'd be happy with points from your captain, and if he gets them, stick with them, so you're not yeah. tempted to get. That's that's yeah, that's probably a good little strategy, actually. Yeah. Whether you say to yourself, right, if my captain scores me six points, I'm going to keep him. If he scores under that, then I'll go to my plan B or C. Because I think otherwise, depending what your preference is, whether you're a bit of a gambler or not, then the temptation might be that you think, oh, he scored six, maybe the other one, he might get two goals, and before you know it, you're kind of you might be losing points. Um, yeah, yeah. If I was you, my other tactic would be set a point target you're happy with your captain to get and then make sure you stick at it when he gets yeah. I agree with that. You've got to kind of see how the tournament is going and how many goals are being scored, yeah. etc. Because if Giroud does score the first game, I think I might just leave it on him just in case because you want to kind of play... It depends if you're a gambler, like you say, or you want to play it safe. Yeah, for sure. Did you? I thought, is that the only question, mate? Oh, sorry, mate. I have no idea why I didn't say anything. I was waiting for you to come in. <laughs> right, second question. Um, from FPL Transfer Tips, he is saying, uh, one question, Giroud or Griezmann? Or oh, we've vote? had that debate, haven't we? My vote is Giroud. Yeah. Lloyd, are you saying Griezmann? <sighs> I could be leaning towards Giroud. Have we convinced you, mate? Oh. I think you might have done, to be fair. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll thing is, though, Griezmann is much better. Yeah, it is true. <laughs> yeah, but Giroud could be effective. <laughs> yeah, no, Giroud will be Giroud will be on the end of everything he produces. So, yeah, so we're going yeah. Giroud on that. He's also gone. Should Vardy Kane Ali be trusted after such a good season? Mm. <sighs> I would want to say yes, but <laughs> I would I would love it, but. You know what it's like, year after year, traditional England hype. Oh, they've had amazing seasons, and then they'll struggle to beat Wales. You know, it'd be one all draw or something. Yeah. We are four favourites, by the way. I can't believe that. I actually can't believe it. Yeah, we're, we're, we're ahead of Belgium. 
Yeah. On the, I, I just don't understand <laughs> where that comes from. I think people are delusional if they think we're going to get past the quarter yeah. finals. Yeah. Um, he also says, uh, should Wilshire be in when fit? Um, not in English, not in the England squad, and definitely not in your FPL squad. <laughs> Lloyd, what do you reckon? I agree. There's better players out there at the moment that are performing better. On the bench, yeah, you can come in and make it a good impact, but at the moment for me, no. Well, as an Arsenal fan, I've got no bias towards our players ah. I do think he deserves a spot in the in the England team and in your FPL team and in your fancy team. In fact, you should captain him this week as well. Uh, next question. Are England and Italy defensive options worth it? Not the best fixtures and both classic bottlers from FPL Jesus. Well, Jesus, I would say no to England, especially you're, you're with that smalling injury risk. Well, yeah, but that's more for his attacking benefits. I'd, I'd he's not much of an attacker though, is he? I, I do think you're, you're going to benefit more from a clean sheet from Dyer and the fact that he's cheap. Yeah, see, I don't know. I, I could see him coming out with... He, he can score goals, can't he? And I think if, uh, if I'm goals. looking... Yeah, he can. <laughs> I was looking for a cheap defender. You know, 5 million is probably the limit, isn't it? You go down to 4.5 and you're really scraping the bottom of the barrel of someone that's going to definitely start and provide you with points and the fact that he's in midfield is just tempting so it's just that he's a better option than everybody else I can't I can't see them keeping clean sheets throughout the group stage and again with Italy as well what, what do you reckon Lloyd? Um, yes yeah, a difficult one I think Dyer is a no-brainer because he's so cheap I think there's a chance for a clean sheet which would be a bonus traditionally England and Roy Hudson sets up quite defensive teams and then might nick a goal so I don't think he's a bad option and he is a threat from corners scored against Germany so I think Dyer is not a bad option for the rest of the England players Ali is tempting because if England do anything it tends to might come through him but yeah. my problem is Roy Hudson played him at 10 I'd play him, but I think he'll play Rooney at 10, and I think he'll push Ali out to the side, and he'll be less effective there, so that's my... But he is tempted at 6.5, and he, he could be worth a punt. Yeah, he, he was talking about defensive options. He was also talking about Italy as well. Do you think they're worth it? They have quite I a hard had, I, I had Italian defender in, I had Chiellini in, but as you said, first two fixtures, I don't really fancy them to keep a clean sheet. They've got um, Belgium... Not an easy game first up. But you, you traditionally think of Italy and, and, and strong defences. But yeah, I'm a bit concerned. They've only got Sweden. So I'd, I've taken him out because he's too expensive at 6 million. I could get someone else who I think has got better fixtures. Um, someone like a Koscielny, I think is a better option than Italian defenders. So. Yeah. Because we, we obviously can't play too much on form. Because, no. Because they're, they're, they're only playing friendlies. And yeah. we've got, we have got to look at fixtures quite a lot during this. Yeah, definitely. Okay, 100%. okay. So Sid at Fancy Pest has just said: Kozicki, Hamsik, and Janusovic discuss. <laughs> Very open-ended there. <laughs> you guys know much about these three players? I've never heard of them. <laughs> Ham's very strong player. He is. Yeah, he just plays Ham's for a poor team. He does play. Does he play for sometime. Napoli. Napoli plays for? Yeah, yeah, I think so, yeah. So, yeah. Very very pacey. Janusovic, I do think he's he's worth it because he is in that attacking position for Austria and they do open up to Hungary, I believe. So and he's reasonably priced at six point five. He's in my team. So I've gone for him, like I say, over Alba, just because that point five difference and he plays further forward. 
So I would go for him. Um, I don't know much about Grzycki. I'm not even sure if I'm saying that right. He plays for Poland, doesn't he? I'd have to have a look at his stats to find out more information on that one. He did ask another question, Sid. Uh, He did ask Pogba, too deep to play, double defence or strike because of superb fixtures? Oh, I think he's saying should we put double French defenders in there, maybe? Yeah. Which would be tempting because they're fixtures. Pogba, I don't know, it's an interesting one. Again, he's one I'm tempted by because he's not outrageously expensive for how good he is. Yeah. Uh, he is in 43% of teams at the moment. Yeah. yeah. Like, like you say, 8.5. He's kind of like a mid-bracket. He's not a bad option. Yeah. But the problem with that French team is they've got a lot of actually really good midfielders in there. Yeah. Doesn't Pogba normally sit back and play a more holding position as well? Well, I don't know because um, I was I was deliberating this and I actually put a poll on on Twitter: who's more defensive out of him and Matildi? And Matildi came up more defensive on the poll. Oh yeah, and Matidi is is yeah. Was it Matildi? He'll play deeper. Yeah. yeah, and then yeah, you've got Kante as well, who's going to be playing instead of Diara in that holding role. So uh, I have, it has been said. I've been looking around, uh, doing a bit of research. And it has been said he might have a free role. I'm not sure on that, but he might do. And he did. He um, I had his stats here earlier actually. Eight goals for Juventus last season with 12 assists. The only thing is, he hasn't done much in the friendlies. I think he's only contributed to like one goal and got an assist. They really are going to have a midfield headache. What what formation do they play as well, the French? I think they do a 4-3 with Kante, uh, Matildi and Pogba ahead of, uh, ahead of Kante. And then three up top, so it'll be like Martial on the right, yeah. or Payet, uh, Giroud in the middle and then Griezmann on the left or right. Um, yeah. Actually, Marshall plays on the left. Griezmann plays on the right. I think they're yeah, more or less a four-three-three formation. Mm. Are you considering him now, Lloyd? To be honest, James, I am. And since this podcast has been running, I have still been filling my team a little bit. And Pogba is now actually in my team. So, um, <laughs> as I said, it is due to a lot of change. It's really difficult. It's basically our starting season again. Don't know what form is going to be like, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And what starting eleven is going to start? Yeah, it's a bit of a minefield, so I am struggling a bit. But Pogba is currently in my team. Yeah, I've I had him in my team for quite a while, and I've changed my teams, my team so many times it's ridiculous. And I've finally, uh, the final team which I've got now is is what I'm keeping. I think uh, if I get more information, I'll probably change it. But we'll see. Okay, moving on with the Twitter questions. Ah, oh, can't say this name very well. Uh, Oystein Walev. Vic, I'm going with at Oystein Wally 89. Um, France's weak defence worth investing in? Is Pogba worth the outlay? Giroud is still at 8.5. Nolito a great differential. So, kind of answered his first three questions there with Pogba, Giroud, and France's defence. But Nolito uh, at 6 mil, are you guys, have you guys considered him in any way? Who is he? <laughs> he plays for Spain and he scored a few recently, but he's just not nailed on to start. I haven't. Just kind of trying to. I'm trying to pick a team which are 90 percent nailed on to start because I think that's half the battle. Um, also, I just don't think Spain are going to play that well. I just don't think they're going to score many goals. So for me, no, not considered them at all. 
Yeah, yeah. I've kind of looked at him, but it's too much of a risk. You do want starters, and also, like I say, I do think you should just go full out on your strikers, like I have, and get get. <laughs> you should just do what I did, uh, and get some strikers which you know are definitely starting. So I hope that answers some of your questions there. Um, moving on to the next Wally. one, Wally. Yeah, Wally. Which creation midfielder? So many to choose from. So have you guys. Modric. Well, do you reckon Modric? He's more of a holding role, yeah. though, isn't he? Though? Modric, yeah, I still I still like him, though. That's what put me... I had Modric in my team, and then I took him out, because I thought, actually, I think he, he is dropping back now, so... Yeah, um, that's welcome for uh, Perisic. Oh, I don't actually know if I'm saying that right, yeah. either. Um, he's, he's more attacking, and he's scored a few recently. Let me just look at his stats... What about your new signing? Um, I know we're talking about Croatian, but yeah, Modric at seven million. He's the same price, isn't he, for Switzerland? Seven million. Is he or is he more of a? Is he? He's defensive midfielder. Yeah, he's more of a holding player, and yeah, he does. I mean, he can score. He has scored for Switzerland before, but he is more of a holding player. Just going back to Ivan Perisic. Uh, he scored six goals in qualifying and one assist. So pretty good stats there for a midfielder. It looks like he gets forward quite a bit. So I would go for him over the others. Yeah, that's a good chance. I like it. We've got one other from KG, Kuda Godfrey again. He's messaged us. Hello, KG. He's saying, Payet and Hazard, etc. are being picked based on league form. So if they have a bad Euro 2016, will you pick them in FPL in August? I think so, yeah, because it's a different team, isn't it? Different setup, different manager, different players around them. So I think this will be very much used in isolation. I think Pyatt's an interesting one for this because he's actually in decent form for France as well. He's on free kicks. But again, just that French midfield is absolutely packed full of really good players. Um, But Pyatt is a tempting one as well to put in. He really is. Well, if if he does start, you will get to make that decision, which I will probably do. And my team may change depending on if if I can get Marshall or Pyatt in, and then I'll change one of my defenders, which are four point five. So, yeah, I do think Pyatt is still going to be a good option either way. But if you're looking at players like if they play well in the Euros, are you going to put them into your squad as well? Uh, yeah, definitely. If Abramovich has a decent season, he's going straight in my squad. Abramovich or Ibrahimovic? <laughs> Ibrahimovic, that's who I meant. If Roman Abramovich, Abramovich oh, God. Has a great, yeah. great tournament. Right. <laughs> oh, God. I'm getting tired. <laughs> um, I think that's it for Twitter, actually. Uh, yeah, that's it. That's all we've got. Oh, lovely. <laughs> Well, then, that sounds the conclusion of our first edition of the Eurovision Song Contest podcast. <laughs> so, thank you for listening. Uh, I hope you construct your work, your teams based on our advice. And farewell. Good night. Bye-bye. Not quite the razzmatazz of Bullard, but he gets the job done. You didn't fancy letting us say goodbye then? (laughs) Nobody cares, mate. (laughs) That's all right. Shall I I intro you to say goodbye? No, no, that's that's fine. Just roll it out, it'll be funny. (laughs) (laughs) What?
myself. <laughs> Sorry. To be fair, I forgot. I was just trying to say it's over. I'm so tired. <laughs> Ditto. And on that bombshell, I'm off the bed. Yeah, me too. Uh... Okay, boys. All right. Nice, nice. Good. Pod.